Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick Jay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. Today is Monday, December 26, 2022. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics on page 51, the first paragraph, beginning with This world of ours has made, and reading through Death for His Astronomical Heresies. Today's readers are Naomi G.B. in the 12 Steps, Nancy T. in the 12 Traditions, and our big book readers are Judith S.P. in the text, Craig F. on page 164, and Darlene H. is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Loretta M., and our second-hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, December 25, 2022, is 19,786. Away preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. A division for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Naomi GB to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning. Thank you, Rick. Uh, This is uh, Naomi GB from Ontario, Canada, grateful compulsive, uh, recovered compulsive overeater. Uh, the 12 steps of of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. And thank you for the opportunity to do service this month. Thank you, Naomi. I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 Traditions of OA. 
Thank you, Rick. Good morning, everybody. Nancy T., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Lewiston, Idaho. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks, Rick, for the opportunity to be of service. Thank you, Nancy. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass and press star one to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter We Agnostics on page 51, the first paragraph beginning with This World of Ours Has Made, and reading through Death for His Astronomical Heresies. I'll now ask Judith S.P. to begin reading. Good morning, Rick. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for being here. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland, greatly recovered for today. Thank you, God, for uh, helping me accept inconvenience and discomfort. When I read this paragraph and knew that I was on the team for readers, I said, oh, I won't be asked to do the reading because I didn't really understand it. And that's the beauty of this program. I go forward from fear into faith and I'm able Excuse to Excuse me, understand. Judith, Judith, just real quickly. Yes. Um, we're, we're reading... Um on the paragraph this world of ours has made. Yes. Uh, yes. Oh, I didn't know if you, all right, sorry. 
I'm okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm already in the chair. Thank you, Rick. <clears throat> this world of ours has made more material progress in the last century than in all the millenniums which went before. Almost everyone knows the reason. Students of ancient history tell us that the intellect of men in those days were equal to the best of today. Yet in ancient times, material progress was painfully slow. The spirit of modern scientific inquiry, research, and invention were almost unknown. In that realm of the material, men's minds were fettered by superstition, tradition, and all sorts of fixed ideas. Some of the contemporaries of Columbus thought a round earth preposterous. Others came near putting Galileo to death for his astronomical heresies. Thank you, and thank you, Rick, for getting me back on track. Um, anxiety is a very interesting process. Um, my, I already introduced myself. Okay. I just wanted to briefly uh, give myself and those interested the definition of fettered restrained with chains or manacles, and it's typically around the ankles. But for me, fettered resonated in this reading. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not a great historian, and I'm also not very scientific. I'm more the uh, feel, feel person, intuitive, kinesthetic type. However, I don't want to get into a debate about my ancient ancestors or where we are today, if we're in a better place, a worse place. Um, we are where we are. But what, what did come out to me was that my life was fettered. I was in chains. I'm still in some changes, obviously. I shared through my anxiety at the beginning of my share. However, through recovery and through my higher power and listening and trusting in God and you all, they are finally starting to dissolve and release me from the pain and anguish of overeating and everything that came with that, which kept me away from not only God and other fellows, but from myself. And when I'm fettered and when I'm in chains, I cannot move forward. Progress, not perfection. I have seen over the years in my life that I have not been able to truly understand my purpose in life. And whether I'm more intellectual now, um, more understanding is up to God every single day. Because in reality, whether I was born in 19-whatever or 2021 or back in 16th century, the essence of being a human being has always been the same. And I am grateful that God has brought me to this program, and I'm going to pass on that and look forward to hearing the other shares. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much for getting us started, Judith. 
before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Hi, I'm Wanda. I'm a compulsive overreader. I'd like to share. Okay, Wanda, I've got you on the list. What's the initial of your last name, please? R. I'm from Illinois. Gotcha. All right. Thank you, Wanda. Who else would like to share this morning? Matthew Craig F. Okay, I've got Craig F. Was that um, I heard? Was that Matt or, or Matthew? Matthew G. Matthew G. Got you, Matthew. David M. David M. Okay. Karen W. Got you, Karen. Room for a couple more. All right, we'll stop there. So this is our lineup, and then we'll get some more names. Wanda R. Craig Karen F. R. Okay, Naomi R. Mary All Lee. Right. Okay, we'll stop there with Mary L. So here's who we have. Wanda R., Craig F., Matthew G., David M., Karen W., Naomi R., and Mary L. Wanda R., you're up first, followed by Craig F. Go ahead, Wanda. Wanda hit star one to unmute. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's uh, dark here. It's not light. Normally, when I talk, it's light, and I see the sunrise out my window. You know, it's a new day, and I'm so grateful I'm here. I'm, I love you all. I am a compulsive overeater. I was bulimic for uh, 14 years, and I was abstinent since uh, March 10, 1985. But what happened yesterday was a perfect storm, and I prayed to God, and the grace of God brought me through pain like I have not had, I, I I don't think ever in my life. It was Christmas Day. My dad died Christmas Day. That was one thing. Second thing, my husband died a, a, a while back. That was another thing. This was the first Christmas. The third thing was that I'm newly engaged and I'm getting married and uh, I'm, I'm planning on lots of happiness. And, you know, I, I uh, had an incident that happened Friday, and it was a misunderstanding. But because of my, uh, I blew it out of proportion because of an exaggeration uh, and, you know, like an exaggerated imagining that it was a lot worse than it was. 
And, you know, my imagination uh, has to be uh, God-centered. Uh, I have to center my imagination on my creativity. And I know that, uh, you know, I cannot overreach. And thank God there were probably, I I would say, maybe eight or nine or ten miracles that happened yesterday. Uh, I was, like, shocked that, uh, you know, that I felt so bad and uh, horrified. And because I was alone a lot during uh, uh, Christmas Day and Christmas Eve, and, uh, you know, I had to cancel plans. My car wouldn't start. I couldn't get to church. You know, I, I just had, it was the perfect storm. Everything was going wrong. But Good I reminder. Know, Thank you. I, I just know that God saved me and the program. I talked to two program friends. I talked to Judy W. in Milwaukee at 6 in the morning, and I talked to Lisa N. at 5.30. And thank, it was a miracle. So I, I am saved. I am saved, hopeful, happy, peaceful, content. And growing, and with that, I pass. Thank you. All right, thank you. That was Wanda R. from Illinois. Craig F., you're up next, followed by Matthew G. Go ahead, Craig. All right, this is Craig F., recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thank you. Um, this paragraph is uh, an interesting paragraph. Um, it kind of leaves us hanging a little bit, but um, without getting into the the, the fine details of the history, he, the, uh, Bill's wanting us to look at how uh, our people's prejudices and superstitions stopped them from making material progress in, for centuries. And, uh, of course, the underlying uh, assumption here is that the material progress is is good and that, um, and, it, and it has had some really good effects you know life our life expectancies way up uh our uh um, which our, our material comfort is way up uh there's lots of things that uh that that have improved and and uh, uh you know we can cure a lot of diseases but uh you know we can debate all day about uh some other things that maybe aren't as good as they as our grandparents had it. But uh, I think that the point that's being made here is that we have to look at, I think I think the point that's being made is that we have to look at how our own prejudices and superstitions stop us from making spiritual progress, stop us from recovering. Uh, and uh, I think that's going to get hit in the next paragraph more. But... Um, you know, I have to look at how my uh, diet mentality, for instance, um, affects my uh, my recovery. Uh, you know, when I first came into program, um, I, I, I it was all about losing weight, and, and I was losing weight, and uh, 
uh, my sponsor would ask me how I was doing, and I would tell him how much weight I'd lost, and he would say, there's your vanity, how's your sanity? And you see, my prejudice was that uh, that uh, thin is good and thin's recovered, and, and, and that's true to an extent, but that isn't sanity. You know, I, I, I was uh, still crazy. I <laughs> still hadn't worked the steps. I was just dieting with group support. Um, but, um, you know, this time around, I'm, uh, uh, I've been, because of health issues, not losing weight very quickly, uh, not quickly enough at all. And uh, yet my spiritual uh, recovery has been um, uh, better and has been, um, for to me, I feel has been good, and so uh, you know, I had to I had to look at that prejudice that uh, that told me that uh, uh, you know that it was all about the weight, it was all about food, it was all about losing weight, and it's and it's about the food until it's not about the food, but that's not the whole story. And and so my progress was held back by my prejudice. Thank you. And, and I had to have to get rid of that prejudice. And I just like I have to get rid of the prejudice that uh, as long as I'm spiritually recovered, I'm okay. Because it's still about, um, I still can't be in a position where I'm using food for uh, comfort. And I still can't be in a position, uh, I still don't want to be in a position where I, I'm practicing fat serenity. I, uh, I want both. I want to recover. And uh, with that, I'll pass. Thank you. All right, thank you so much, Craig F. Matthew G., you're up next, followed by David M. Go ahead, Matthew. Hi, my name is Matthew G. I'm in Paris, France, and I am a grateful, grateful compulsive overeater. And um, I just, it's just incredible. 23rd of this month, I have 10 months of glorious abstinence and a position of neutrality thanks to you guys a vision for you my wonderful sponsor here and just it's just awesome i just and i love this paragraph i love this part of the agnostics um just there's just so much in it you know um i'm just really excited about it and just you know this, what jumped out at me was how people's minds were you know um uh, their, the people's minds were chained, you know, fettered, chained to fixed ideas. I was just thinking about how how much my mind was chained <laughs> to fixed ideas. And it's just like my recovery is just letting go of old ideas that I'm fixed to, that I'm chained to, um, to accept new ideas, new ideas and message of hope and this, in these 12 steps is just glorious and it's just God is doing for me what I can't do for myself and I'm learning how to how to be a demonstration of God's will God's love God's power and God's way of life in all my affairs um I'm just honestly so 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 grateful you know that I'm gaining a new perspective you know Galileo was was persecuted because he dared say 
hey, <laughs> um, I don't think that <laughs> everything revolves around the earth, revolves around us. Um, I think we're revolving around the sun. And like the leaders at that time were like, dude, we're going to kill you. <laughs> you know, it's like, and that's like my ego, you know, it's like, I go, and that's what we learned to become less self-centered and more God-centered, you know, and it's just, it's so powerful and God, only God can do it for us. So much love to you all. And I, again, so much gratitude to, 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 to you guys, the program, and to my God. I pass. Okay. Thank you, Matthew G. David M., you're up next, followed by Karen W. Go ahead, David. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to read the paragraph. But I just want to say, um, you know, I... You know, I was at work last night, and they had these uh, brownies and cookies. They're, like, right in front of me. And I tell you what, if I didn't, if I, you know, you know, was uh, in this world and, and just went by um, this material progress or whatever, this world, and, and I would have, I would have, I would have uh, succumbed to temptation, but, you know, that God, I had this, this spiritual awakening, this spiritual change, and I believed in my higher power, and I prayed, and I said, no higher power, I need you, I can't, whatever this world is giving me, I can't, uh, it's, not, it's not enough, I can't uh, fight knuckling it, or any other any other thing, <clears throat> it's not going to help me, it's like, you know, you're the only one that's going to help me through this, and um yeah, thank God my higher got, power got me through it. I forgot they were even there last night. Um, and uh, I put them away um, somewhere I can't see them and totally forgot about them and prayed. And, like, uh, I just want to thank my higher power for that. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you. Uh, thank you, David. Could you inter- um, include your, well, go ahead and introduce yourself and the state you're from, please. David M., could you give yeah, us a statement? Yeah, uh, David M. from Florida. Thanks. Thank you, David. All right. Karen W., you're up next, followed by Naomi R. And just a reminder to include your uh, your name, first initial of your last name, and the state you're from or your country. Uh, Karen W., you're up next, followed by Naomi R. Go ahead, Karen. Good morning. This is Karen W. from Texas, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And to me, this paragraph is uh, suggesting that I listen to my gut, which is my God, um, and seeking change, uh, the spirit of research, uh, looking, um, and that I don't have to follow traditions of past Christmases, you know, where I stuff myself just like the turkey got stuffed. Um Yesterday was a miracle. I didn't eat any of uh, my past bench foods. Um, I didn't have to do any cooking or baking. My son did it all. Uh, That was a true first. I don't remember a Christmas like that. Um, And that I don't have to follow traditions 
just because that's the way it's been done before. I can have an open mind and uh, look to do what has been suggested by this program. And um, I have a fabulous sponsor and sponsees that uh, help me so much on a daily basis, um, you know, to get out of myself, uh, to try to help others. And um, also this paragraph suggests to me uh, the more, more, more thing that we're always looking for um, other solutions, other ways, and that... uh, my ego has to be smashed on a daily basis because I tend to think I know it all and I do not know hardly anything. And um, each time that we read this paragraph or another paragraph in the book, different things come to me and that's the way it should be because we're doing a study, we're on a journey and we never reach our destination. It's always changing for us. So I'm very grateful to be here today and blessings to all and I'll pass. Thank you, Karen W. Naomi R., you're up next, followed by Mary L. Go ahead, Naomi. Naomi R., hit star one to unmute. Naomi, are you uh, available to come on? If not, we'll move on to Mary L. and then come back to you. All right, Mary L., can you go ahead and uh, star one to unmute, and then we'll swing back for Naomi. Good morning. This is Mary Lee R. in Eugene, Oregon, and I'm a grateful, compulsive overeater in recovery just for today, and I I love that it's four something in the morning in Eugene, Oregon, and and for years that was my um, my wake up time and unfettered, unfettered, unfettered. Um, so many new traditions, and I'm just so grateful. Um, I'm so grateful to be among my podmates this morning, and people that um, understand. And and me deciding, you know, if this is the hill I want to die on anymore, and and I just stepped off the treadmill, and I just I'm I'm just appreciating the unfetteredness and traditions that have just been changed and going with the flow instead of always trying to swim upstream. I'm just going downstream with the flow. And I'm just so grateful to be uh, one among many, and that's it. That's and thank you for every single share that I've heard this morning. They've just resonated and and just sparked little sparked little things to where I um I originally used the word the words good orderly direction when I came into program. A very long time ago, and um, now it's you know I have a divine director, and and I'm in contact. I'm not. Um, I I couldn't ever talk to my divine director with my mouth full, and I'm just so grateful. Thank you for letting me share. 
Mary Lee R. in Eugene, Oregon. Thank you so much, Mary Lee R. Okay, Naomi R., are you available to get on the line? Okay. Um, I'll swing back around later on uh, in our next group. Um, Naomi, in case you're able to get back on with us. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are in the chapter We Agnostics on page 51, the first paragraph beginning with this world of ours has made and reading through death for his astronomical heresies. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Trisha G. Dara L. Dara L. Who else? Um, Mary I, I, I. Hold on just a second. So, is that um, was that Mary Pat I? And then who was right before you? Um, I didn't quite Here, hear that. Uh, How do you spell that? S H I R. Share F is in Frank. Yep. All right, Share F. Gotcha. And then was that Mary Pat I? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Um, who else would like to share on our second lineup? Melissa C. Mary, hey, gotcha, Melissa. Anybody else? All right, we'll stop right there. Um, this is who I've got Patricia G., I believe. Dara L, Cher F, Mary Pat I, and Melissa C. And just a reminder to uh, include your name, first initial, your last name, and the state or country you're from. Go ahead, Patricia. You're up next, followed by Dara L. Go ahead, Patricia. Thank you, moderator. This is Tricia G. I'm from Washington State. I typically listen to this recording on my drive into work. But today I'm off, so I'm excited to share. It's my first time sharing on the line. I definitely had fixed ideas coming into program. Um, very much agnostic and not liking the word God and the steps. But because I was so hopeless and desperate, I was willing to give give it a try. And I started just with prayers of helping, please help me, and I don't know what I was praying to, but please help me to be teachable and willing. And I did that for several weeks. And and things just started to unfold, and I started to see where I had been limited, how I'd limited myself with my beliefs and my self-knowledge of thinking I knew everything and I still consider myself agnostic, but I also see that there is a power greater than myself that's restoring me to sanity, that's keeping me abstinent, that's um, keeping me, if I do the work, in this recovered state. I'm so grateful for that. Um, I, I can go as slow as I need to in this program. I can listen to what all 
the other recovered people have to say and the other people that are struggling and the newcomers. And it teaches me so much. Um, I hear my higher power through other people's shares and experiences. And it just unfolds slowly. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to find out what I don't know when I do my step 11 and my step 10s, it reveals so much to me. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful to be out of the food. I'm grateful to have relationships restored. I think of previous Christmases when I, when I had my adult children not speaking to me and, um, years later now, um, it's, it's different because I work this program. I realize I don't know things. I try not to control other people and miracles happen. And with that, I'll pass. And thank you for letting me share. Thank you so much. And I, I think I called you Patricia, but is it just Tricia? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, and I spell it, I spell it T-R-I-C-I-A, Tricia G. Washington. Thank you so much, Tricia. That was Tricia G. All right. Um, Dara L, you're up next, followed by Shira F. Go ahead, Dara. Oh, great. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Dara L. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I live in Philadelphia. Um, fixed ideas and superstitions, um, I relate so much to this, and I just want to share. I, I'm humbled because I'm listening to people on the line. Um, and I just feel like, oh, my God, I am so inadequate because I still struggle with fixed ideas and superstitions in this program. Um, and, you know, I want to I, I wanna be able to say that, like, yeah, like, I've totally surrendered my will and my life to the God of my understanding. And, you know, and I every time something new comes up, I'm so willing to do what God's leading me to do. But, you know, every time God gives me guidance and direction or almost every time that fear comes up and I think, um, no, 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 like, no, 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 I can't. I can't, God, because what I'm doing currently is working, you know, and I can't continue to go deeper and I can't sacrifice more and I can't surrender, you know, and I, I, I mean, it's um, for me, it's I just don't understand how people completely abandon themselves to God as a one and done thing because that's not been my experience. My experience is, is that God gives me amazing levels of freedom. I surrendered the food, you know, but then I was afraid to surrender my weight. And then, you know, I surrendered my, the way that I live my life and I surrender certain things in relationships and I surrendered the acting out I was doing with sex and love. Like, I mean, I just, each time I surrender something, my life gets incredibly, it gets amazing. You know, each time I follow God's guidance and direction, things get better and they first get better spiritually and then mentally and then physically because that's the order that the big book tells me that change happens when I'm living a spiritual life. And yet, you know, I can have a miracle um, as a direct result of my obedience to the God of my understanding. And then 15 minutes later, God tells me to do something else. And I'm like, no, no, no nope, I can't do it. I won't. You can't make me. Like, this is working. I'm I'm afraid. And, you know, and I don't know how to be different than that. But I think for me, that's part of the matrix of my addiction is that I am a superstitious person. And I remember um, 
for the first year of my recovery, I had this spreadsheet of all the things that I did every day for my recovery. And like, you know, if I, and I never missed anything except like maybe twice I had surgery and I like one day I missed a couple of things on my to-do list and I was terrified. I was terrified that God was going to smite me. And sometimes I, you know, I still have those kinds of fears. I still have those superstitions and I just pray to become less and less of that, you know, addict self over time. But for me, it hasn't happened yet. And I still, every day I have fixed ideas and, um, and every day God gives me guidance and direction that I don't want to take, but I have as a reference, the fact that all the guidance and direction I've taken um, in the past has made my life infinitely better. So yeah, just Good happy to my- be here scared and uncertain with, with all the rest of you and I'll pass. Thanks so much. Thank you, Darrell. Sheriff, you're up next, followed by Mary Pat. Uh, go ahead, Sheriff. Good morning. This is Sheer F in Northern New York. Um, very grateful to be here. Um, I really don't know <laughs> exactly what I was going to say, but I think the combination of science and spirituality that um, this chapter gives us of like saying that we're only we can only learn if we give up our fixed ideas and not believing in God or believing in a punishing God um, just feeling God wasn't for me or God hated me those were some of my fixed ideas that I've been able to let go of through this program and it's it truly is a miracle and I am a very intellectual person and I do have a um, an undergraduate degree in science, and I did not want to believe in anything that could not be seen under a microscope or, you know, somehow um, dissolved in a chemical in the lab or whatever. But every time I try to get intellectual about God and and think about, well, no God would let children suffer and blah, 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 um, I lose my abstinence. And so I think, well, you know, if I maybe it's selfish of me, but I need to not do that analysis so that I can stay abstinent because it's only when I'm abstinent that I can be of use to other people. And in reality, my higher power has nothing to do with children's suffering or wars or anything like that. My higher power is a blanket of love that surrounds me and guides me towards the best way that I can express that love to other people in the world. And that's really my only job is to do that. Um, Actually, I have two jobs. One is to help others and the other is to simply appreciate the beauty in the world, but also the sadness and pain to just be there as a witness for everything. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have this program, if I weren't abstinent, if I didn't have all of you to guide me on this journey. And I'm so grateful for all of it. And I hope one little thing I said makes sense because I don't think any of it did. So you guys have a wonderful day. Uh, thanks so much, Sheriff. Made perfect sense to me. Um, thanks for your share. Mary Pat I, you're up next, followed by Melissa C. Go ahead, Mary Pat. Howdy. I'm Mary Pat. I from Ohio. I'm a compulsive overeater. And um, so the the way that this 
paragraph spoke to me was um, the progress. And in the last year, because of this program, as the steps in my higher power, I have um, really, <laughs> since the last 30 years, in one year, progressed by leaps and bounds. And um, I was held in chains by my self-will, my self-reliance, what I thought I knew about God and spirituality. Um, so I um, I was willing to set that aside, everything I thought I knew, and um, open up my mind to and my heart to um, seeking uh, my higher power and uh, connecting with him and um, and letting him lead me and direct direct my path. Uh, I um, admire, of course, um, research, uh, inquiry, um, curiosity, and so forth um, uh, scientifically. But spiritually, I think um, I was I was stagnant and until this program. And um, I like this, you know, I enjoy the study of this book that helps me uh, with that progress. And then also to the um, admiring the perseverance of uh, Columbus and Galileo and uh, continuing uh, in their progress. And uh, even though they were they were challenged by uh, or they they did the challenging of the of the chains and um, the tradition. So um, that's an inspiration also as well. And uh, thank you for letting me share. I passed. Thank you, Mary Pat. I, Melissa C., you're uh, next, and then we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Rec. Thanks so much for your service this morning. My name is Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York, and, you know, I read this, and, um, you know, I think about what's fettered, you know, my mind. It's chained. My mind is the thing that's chained down my thinking, to superstitions, you know, these widely held beliefs that I had, and they were unjustified, right? Unjustified beliefs and practices that resulted, when I looked it up, it says from ignorance, fear of the unknown, trusting in magic or chance. And, you know, I think I had this, and even just saying this, it's almost, it's almost embarrassing, right, that I have this obsessive compulsive mind where I lock on um, on ideas that are ignorant, that, are, that aren't based in reality. And one of the ones that I used to have coming in were stupid things like, if I make this red light, you know, if I can get through the light before it turns red, then, I don't know, then, then, then everything's going to be okay with my kid. Like, stupid, crazy thoughts. And, and those were just like some of the ones that I walked around with that I didn't let ever see the light of day that I had and then there were the other ones like you know I must get stronger like that was one of my big ones that I thought um I knew that I had a devastating weakness and I looked at other people who appeared to have um I'm going to be honest thin bodies and what I saw in them was they were somehow stronger than me and I needed my other idea was I got to put myself first. That was my that was my fixed idea. I must keep myself safe. Don't let anybody see your soft spot. Don't tell anybody the crazy thoughts that you're having. Don't let anyone know the things about you. The 
that you don't want them to know. And, um, yeah, those were the ideas that kept me chained, that held me down. Um, and, you know, and I love when I read in step one in the AA 12 and 12, it says that our admissions of personal powerlessness, meaning my absolute weakness, finally turns out to be the firm bedrock upon which happy and purposeful lives may be built. So my happy and purposeful life, purposeful life gets built on my absolute admission of my weakness and my life becomes purposeful, not about me getting my way, but about me looking to be helpful towards others. This was mind-blowing for me. I don't know how it related to the food, but I'm telling you guys that it did that I changed my thinking, and the food got quiet. And um, with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Perfect timing, Melissa C. Okay. Swinging back around, I swear I heard of Naomi R. Uh, if you're out there and you want to get on the line, i just give you an opportunity to do that. Otherwise, I'm going to get a couple more names for sharing. All right. I'll take a couple more. Who else would like to share? Jeannie B. from Florida. Did you say Jeannie? Yes. Okay, and then um, who was from Baltimore? Rivka R. Uh, Can you spell that for me? Yes, R-I-V-K-A. Okay, R-I-V-K-A. All right, guys. um, We're going to go ahead and just stop there, and then we'll see what we have. uh, Let's see. Jeannie and then Rivka, just go ahead and uh, include your names, first initials, states you're from, and uh, go ahead, Jeannie. Thank you. Good morning. This is Jeannie B., like boys from Florida. Um, I wanted to tell you all that this is my first abstinent Christmas, an entire what I call the eating season, and it is over for me, and it was successful for me, and not only successful, but joyous. It was um, a season of celebration and service and program and recovery work and it wouldn't have happened without the work. When I look at this particular paragraph, what sticks out to me is the the words that come in my head are standing on the shoulders of giants. This this growth of of research and science that has gotten just bigger and bigger and we are having more and more technological advances and more and more Um, applications and assistance through different forms of technology, including literature. And when I look at the big book, I think about the people who didn't have it. I think about Bill when he was forming it, when that small group, when it's the Ebby and the Dr. Bob of it all, and and these, these men were trying to, they had much failure and pieced together little successes and They got the first 40 people to be sober with some length of time and then tried to cull together the what made those 40 people, where were the commonalities and where could they share and where could they spread the message and hope to us who were drowning and dying and going insane in our addiction. I shouldn't even say our, in my, but in that time. And I am so humbled and grateful as technology increases, our lives become easier for those because of those people who took the dedication and the time and the 
suffering of their own perhaps personal agendas and goals to save me, to put together literature and technology that saves me. And without them, without the literature and the programs and the infrastructure, I don't know where I would be. But I can tell you where I am today, which is abstinent for the first Halloween, abstinent for the first time on my birthday, abstinent for the first time on Thanksgiving, abstinent for the first time at Christmas, and grateful and calm and sane as well, as sane as I can claim to be. And I just want to say thank you for vision. Thank you all for who are out there. And if you are struggling, please know, devote yourself to this work, devote yourself to the steps, and there are promises, and there are answers. Thank you so much. I pass. All right. Thank you, Jeannie. Just real quickly, um, could you spell your first name for me, and, and is the first initial of your last name B as in boy? Uh, yes. J-E-A-N-N-I-E, B like boy. Thank you so much, Jeannie. And Rivka, you're up next. Yes, hi, it's uh, Rivka R. from Baltimore, uh, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. I want to thank you all for your service. Um, it's my, uh, yesterday was my second year anniversary, and um, after 33 years on the, on the roller coaster, and I am so, so grateful, and I'm also completely, completely blown away by every share this morning, every single share. <laughs> Um, from Judith S.P., who started us off. And it was so important for me. You know, everything I'm, I'm, I really see is divine design. And just the fact that, you know, somebody could make a mistake, not beat themselves up, that was such an important lesson for me. That's part of the miracles of this program. Um, that I don't have to be perfect. I can be who I am, you know, and, and, and be, be loved and accepted and worthy and valued. And, um, you know, um, I guess one of the miracles is being able to tell the lies from the, um, from the truth today. Or I should say the truth from the lies. (laughs) Um, that is, you know, here we, we, you know, Galileo had the truth, and everybody else was like, you know, looking at him like he was like he was lying. And here he, you know, he he had the truth, and you know, being able to today to be able to to say, um, wow, I I can hear the lie that that shame is 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 a lie, that blame is a lie, that my thinking is you know, is, is a lie, and to be able to see through it all to the truth um, is such a miracle and such a gift, and I just wanted to thank everybody and everybody for being there, and the depth of these shares was just, actually, like I said, just blew my mind today, and I want to thank you all. So without a pass, thanks. Okay, thank you so much. Obviously, I'm having a very difficult time hearing today. I've got something blocked up in my ears here. Um, could you spell your first name? I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem. You got it right. It was R I V as in Victor K A. Okay, thank you so much, Ripka. All right. Thank you. Um, that's all the time we have today. Thank you so much.
to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, December 26, 2022, is 19,787. We will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Craig F., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Yeah, um, this is Craig F., still recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.